listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, this is AfterBuzz TV for Shameless. Tonight's host is Phil Svitek. Joining Phil will be AfterBuzz co-hosts Bethany Jaber, Colette Patnode, Michelle Macedo, and Curtis Taylor. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest shameless news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off and the buzz continues, Phil Svitek. Welcome, everyone. Um, first off, I'm going to say thank you to our person. I, I forget your name. I believe you're a woman for emailing us who Liam is. By the way, you were wrong because you never would have predicted this. <laughs> Absolutely. A, B. I'm oh, glad thank we. You. I'm glad we dug deep. Now, second thing that I wrote uh, as I was watching the show, I was like, "What <laughs> happened to uh, Cop Tony? Er, our guy um, Tony, who's the cop, mm-hmm. Fiona's friend." And lo and behold, he came back this episode. Boom! I predicted that too. So you're dead on. You're dead on, buddy. <laughs> I am so dead on. I and feel you're pretty like hype. You're pretty hype. I'm very hyped. A because I guessed everything. Yeah. B because it is amazing writing, um, down to every s- symbolic thing. I mean, just the uh, just Monica leaving in a truck. The idea of a truck always on the road. You're never staying for more than whatever twenty minutes. I'm just gonna say. So wow. the writing is amazing. And I predicted it, and so amazing episode all around. We get so much. We get comedy, but in this episode, we get more drama. Drama. Yeah, there's certainly more drama in this episode by far. So but let's start with the comedy. Okay, let's do let's it. Let's start with the comedy, and uh, for the, for me, that was uh, the whole purity ball. You knew that was just gonna. <laughs> that was hilarious. Be, yes. Well, first of all, first of all, Phil. Well, first of all, you want to welcome the two. Yes, yes, of course. Um, so we have. Uh, we have two newcomers to the show. Michelle, however, is not a newcomer to um, AfterBuzz. She does American Idol as well as Gossip Girl. Um, and we have Colette, who's uh, an Emerson person too. By the way, they're both from Emerson. Um, yeah, Emerson. Shout out. Shout out. Represent. Uh, institution. It is. It is. <laughs> and uh, the reason why we brought him is because Bethany is tired. Uh, she kept sending me uh, very rude emails, I might say. <laughs> oh, I about, saw those. About the fact that, sh- that that we go at her very hard about... Um, just oh, we dive into I didn't her. send you any emails. I could show them. I'll, I'll put them You're on the totally website. totally making this up, but I guess I'm going to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> He's totally shameless. I am shameless. Um, but yes, you know, we always went at Tom, Curtis, and I... Especially I. Yeah, we especially went at you, because I never went at I never went at Bethany. Well, Bethany was representing all of womankind in the United States uh, for the show, and so now we're div- divvied up three ways. So yeah, now we're outnumbered. We're outnumbered here, Phil. Yeah, you're gonna lose. <laughs> no, but, but we but still but we still got Jesse. So well, there's it's three on three plus yeah, Buzz I, plus Jesse's dog right, Rex. You're right. So you're right. we got the girls outnumbered. Is this a competition right now? Right. It's always I, a competition. No, but I always t- for the record. I always said that Bethany reminds me of Fiona, and everyone knows I have a crush on Fiona, so <laughs> shout out to Bethany. Thank you. I appreciate it. So indirectly, he has a crush Yeah, third degree. Third degree. I love her in this episode. I know we're, we're supposed to be talking about the purity ball, uh-huh. um, but I'm just diverting for a second because I, I think her best acting is done in this episode by yeah. far. Yeah. I think she really, she, she, she really shines. And mm-hmm. she's really kind of found Fiona's voice. So, Emmy Rossum, we love you. Yeah, or at least I strong. love you. You're getting strong. Yeah, it's it's getting better. It's getting much. It's getting much better. Well, girl. Hey, the better her career is, the more famous you'll be in by association <laughs> because people will confuse you for her. <laughs> Absolutely, oh, <right>. so true. <laughs> no, I was Sexy. thinking Mary Louise Parker. I'll take that. I'll take it. Really? I'll take it. She'll take it all. Stop, just keep stop. it coming. No, no, just no, keep no, it no, all. Keep it just cut the checks. Going. That's all she wants. Just cut the checks. Yeah, but th- yeah, exactly. this. 
purity ball. Oh my god. Is there <laughs> is this fictional? Is this like I I've well, never I've, I I'll be honest, I've never heard of such a thing in my life. I'm oh. thinking I'm go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I that's all right. I went to all girls Catholic high school and there were 74 other girls in my class and this isn't so crazy. Where there, so there is there it isn't fictional. There there is such thing, thing as thing, a purity yeah. ball. Well, I they're not called purity balls and it's I mean, I've never heard of anything like that. But a, a lot of old-fashioned stuff basically doing the same thing. See, and I, I thought that was kind of like Mormon. Like, I thought it was like a Mormon go. type It was, type thing. yeah. It, it seems like really... Uh, Wholesome type. Yeah. And very extreme. I, I it was weird. Yeah, it was really weird for me. Like, the fact that um, it was a bunch of men, you know... I know. ...sitting around yeah, as these young girls. Exactly. It seemed kind of perverted. It seems very perverted. What about uh, from your experience, uh, have... <laughs> just from my experience. Well, no. Had, yeah, <laughs> what kind of high school did you... Virgin, when um, your dad... From no, your experience. <laughs> in your high school... <laughs> in your high school, have you had that? Or uh, th- is th- are you in the Bethany boat or are you on the Michelle boat? Oh. Of, of knowing about these purity balls. I don't really know about the purity balls, but I can imagine that they exist. And mm-hmm. I've heard about, you know, born-again virgins and the promise rings with, with your father and stuff. Purity but rings. This, just seeing this and their dresses and it was all the pink and white balloons, it was just... Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was disturbing. Really, yeah, really Bethany is gross. clearly weirded out by the whole situation. I don't know. Right? It was like an AA meeting meets, like... Dateline. Date yeah, meets, yep. meets to date catch line. a predator. Dateline. Yeah, exactly. yeah, catch a predator. <laughs> I was just really. I was like, is this pedophilia? Like, yeah, yeah, like child weird. pornography. Yeah, uh, weird. Yeah. There, when they were really introducing the concept, and she's like, I've changed, and she comes out in her undies, like, and her dad is like clearly aroused by it. I yeah, was like, yeah, that look on his face. Whoa, okay, Wait, yeah. what is going on here? Like, you, I, I thought this episode was going to shift into like she gets molested by yeah. her father. Yeah. Um. Is that how she usually is around him? I, no, I, not, no, at no. not at all. More like that around. Well, she like a Frank yeah. around Frank, and uh, who she looks up to him as a fa- as her father. So, but early on, her father caught her giving blowjobs to the boys under the table. So he so knows. he knew he, he knew what was going on. Yeah, it's like some fantasy thing for these dads. Like I just don't. It seemed that way. Didn't it? It did. Michelle, it really did. It felt like it was a um mm-hmm. one of like a. A fantasy type thing where yeah. it was kind of perverted, where the men were like, "Uh huh, uh huh, tell yeah, me more, they hear tell it. me more." Yeah, and it yeah. Was the girls crazy. felt so bad, and yeah, yeah. It, it's humiliating, and just like you know, some religions basically are. So you confess to your father. You confess to your father, and you're supposed to be. Anyway, you confess to your father, and all of a sudden, everything's okay. Is that that's? Yeah, you're supposed to be um, clear from any sin, so your chances. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. Uh, always it. bringing the Wait, bottom. I, and and how about that Eastern European polka music when she started her monologue? Oh I yeah, lo- I was. I about love that. that. I was like, <laughs> all right, here she goes. Let's bring it. She was. Um, I thought she was. She was very forthright and honest and. Uh, I, I mean, at watching it, I enjoyed what she was saying. I was like, yeah, you tell him what you did. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was excited for. <laughs> because it's so hypocritical, all that shit. Well, I guess yeah, you've said it. With, uh, there it is, all that stuff. And it's just so frustrating to see it happening. All those girls being humiliated because their dads, who are ill-informed, are... Yeah. As Jesse plays that. the music for you guys' monologues. Yeah. And exa- well, I mean, what was... The first girl, right? It, she was... How old did she look? She looked like maybe 15, 16. I can't tell age. This is why Struggles. I have lawsuits against me. Yeah. It's the reason why you <laughs> like Karen, and we yeah. have a problem with that. Seriously. You like Karen. Oh, he, he's crazy about this little young... She, <laughs> she's like... Looks like she's about 15 years old. And There's no he, way she's 15. He loves the girl. Was she in this what? episode? Karen is the one that is doing the, the, the purity. Oh. Yeah. This is, this is, by the way, Michelle's first time watching yeah. the show. So she wasn't sleeping during the episode. It was just her first yeah. time. Yeah. Yes. I was um, just drunk every other episode. <laughs> she was once pure. Now she's... She's back like in. Monica. Yeah. And exactly. Now she's confessing. Yes. Um, but, what, oh, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think it's... Correct me if I'm wrong, ladies. I don't think it's that uncommon to have your boobs touched up by the age of 16. <laughs> See this guy. This, I'm just I'm saying. I'm telling you, this guy, you got to watch this guy. <laughs> I mean, 
if you wasn't weirded out by the purity thing, you should be weirded about what, what Phil is saying. It's kind of the same question, Phil. It's kind of it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, let's shift it. Let's shift it, Phil. So, how did you feel about when that purity thing was going on? What did it, what did it do for you? Were you aroused? Yeah, were you aroused? <laughs> no, I was. I what was going through my mind of it like, seems like you can't it was really like, <laughs> like no, well, I was um, explain. <laughs> it was no, yes duh, no of question. course, okay, tell like, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, so so you got your boobs and touched, like what? Breaking news. He was aroused. Yeah. Wow. So basically, long story short, he was aroused. He was aroused. Well, all right, fine. You can let's go be, to catch You know what? Predator. Let's be shameless. Fine. Maybe I was aroused. I don't know. <laughs> He's on the next episode okay. of Catch a Predator. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I've saying. already seen the commercial. Yeah, for I see it already. Yeah. 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 Why don't you take a seat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you know why you're here, right? Not, not, to, not to digress, but one of my favorite 30 Rock episodes is when Tina Fey is, is like watching TV. Have you seen this? And she sees her boyfriend on To Catch a Predator. Wow. <laughs> and he like shows up with balloons and he's like, no, no, I thought she was older, man. What? No, it's crazy. Oh, oh my God. Yes, I <laughs> that's, I, that's funny. I like wonder about that. <laughs> I mean, not like I've dated anyone like that, but I'm like, what if someone sees their husband or something? There, there are there are signs. Um, if your boyfriend is flying to Bangkok by himself or Hong Kong, going for a vacation alone, yeah, probably want to stop dating him. Absolutely. Oh, or or he's attending purity balls. <laughs> or if your boyfriend, he yeah. watches Shameless and he likes the girl named Karen, <laughs> and um, he thinks she's hot and he's aroused by uh, yeah. a purity ball. That's uh-huh. true. Probably valid points. These are red flags. Oh, also, okay, the high school I went We're to, I phone. really hope no one from high school is listening. But my religion teacher, who was my religion teacher for two years, um, got arrested and put in jail for child pornography. Right? The year after I graduated. Wow. So hand in hand. Yeah. If you suppress it, you're going to come out somewhere else. Catholic girls high school? Yeah. They see? I... The biggest hoochies. I I was so sad <laughs> for Karen when oh hell no her she was she was excited that he was proud of her. I mean, how many times do we do things? I mean, of course the car is involved here, but we do things for people's approval. Approval, and she was like when he said that he was proud of her, she was genuinely yeah happy yeah. about it. Well, and, we saw and, that and absolutely devastated to find out that that all of her efforts were in vain. Yeah, and then finally it was a culmination, like uh, when they when Frank attended her school um, parent teacher conference or whatever you want to call it, um, she wanted Frank because obviously she wants no one ever went to that, and yeah. so finally now the father stepped into that role, um, and obviously it was this time around it was harder for her because you know she obviously would have to admit these things, and as we saw it, it was very tough for her at first, but then when she got going there was no stopping. Yeah, <laughs> it was diarrhea at the mouth. Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree with you, Bethany. It was, it seems. Like that, it started off, you know, about a car, yeah. Um, and then, you know, it became more of a deeper issue mm-hmm. when it came to uh, Karen and her father. She was, she was clearly devastated by the fact that he, you know, he he called her a whore in front of everyone, and he yeah. didn't said he didn't really want to be, you know, basically around her. So it's kind of interesting how that dynamic was more important for her. By the way, the a big thing big theme of the ep- uh, of this episode at least um, and perhaps all of shameless of the fact of who is the parent who caused the problems of, you know, everyone and it and we see finally Sheila, she really stepped up this episode and where she chases the husband out Mm. And um, I was awesome. so proud. And finally gets out um, of the house without a tether cord or what? what I, I was hoping Tom would be here because I know he's been rooting for Joan for so long. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Sheila, Joan, same person, really. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Um, <laughs> well, we realize she's playing a character, but I mean, it was so gorgeous. But it was so it was so beautiful, and she can t- and and. In the same way, well, not in the same way, but she w- managed to leave the house for somebody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She did it because yeah, it is for love. Like, basically, yeah, she does before it for she love. did it for Liam, and she's like, "I have you, Liam. Yeah. I've got you." And this time, it was because he was just such a jerk, and he hurt and her baby. Up. Much like Fiona, you know, in that yep. sort of same manner. The symbolism, the as you say, Phil. That's yes. right. The show is very smart. And how is this dumb guy like me picking this up and you guys aren't? Because you are paying attention because you're so aroused by the little <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's going to miss the other the other ones, the other points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good call. But, Bill, you call. know what you said earlier, right? What you said earlier 
about who is causing all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I think that's the thinking of like everyone on the show. No one's taking responsibility for anything. What it feels like, but but I think okay. So but there's people like Fiona. There's people like Sheila. Like okay, we can point the we can do the blame game for the rest of our lives, or you know like Fiona. Okay, I just gotta take care of these kids. That's what I know I have to do. <laughs> you know, so and she is. But everyone, I mean, at the dinner table when Monica was saying that uh, Frank, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. When they were having that fight, because um, they're really good together. Um, about she was like you wouldn't you don't know what it's like being married to him and all that stuff mm-hmm. and he's like no like she's crazy like see she left you all this stuff and that's just not fair then it's whose fault no one's taking responsibility yeah, yeah I mean clearly well clearly if she I'm sorry clearly what Fiona was basically what I got out of it is that she was like you know what you may you know you can be mad at Frank you can leave Frank but you left us as well and that was a choice you know, you you chose to both both of those were choices. She chose to be married to Frank, but um, and she also chose to leave them. But the 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 deal is that um, they didn't have a choice. The kids didn't have a choice. She you know she chose she chose for them, and they're the ones that have to suffer behind it. And then she's trying to make them suffer again by taking one of them away from from each other. I agree. I agree with well that. Yeah. Well put. Yeah. So, well, um, uh, I mean, speaking of couples and choices, um, Fiona chooses to move in for the time to Steve's new house, um, and they're sort of uh, what, what did my notes say? They're, they're basically playing house. Um, Where there was a dead body, <laughs> by the way. Oh yes, <laughs> and it's interesting uh, how in in sort of as Fiona and Steve are talking, Steve kind of takes the mother's side because. Yeah, he's always hated Frank, mm-hmm. and uh, it's interesting to see that uh, he's taken that side versus um, versus Monica, you know, because versus I, Frank, you mean? Well, versus he's going Frank. against Fiona, really, by uh, by saying that you know uh, it's it's more Frank's fault than Monica's. He's mm-hmm. going against uh, he's going against Fiona. Yeah, which. Um, and the more and more that story unfolded, it seems like it's it's, it's a collective. I mean, I, I think it's both of their faults. There's no, you know, Monica's. I don't think Monica's um, clean in the situation. I don't think Frank's clean in the situation. I think they both both of their hands are dirty, um, and it's a shame that um, Fiona basically. <laughs> what did you? I'm sorry. I'm laughing. I'm sorry. You think about it? No, go ahead. No, because it's just. I mean, they're so not unredeemable I don't even know if that's yeah. a word uh, it's so hard to find out who's wrong because no, they're, they're, they're all both so wrong. awful they're, yeah they're yeah. so they're and, so messed up and then they bring and I think the writers and the producers did something really genius is they they brought in Roberta um, Bob, aka Bob and so good. she's so disgusting that like they finally found somebody grosser than Frank yeah yeah, like yeah. thank you God because yeah. now I like Frank just a, <laughs> a little, little bit more. because I I was I was kind of I've been hating on Frank I think f- since the beginning of the season, but I mean the only way to make him kind of likable is to br- bring, bring in someone who's even, even more disgusting. But it is it is so hard to place the blame between any of them because they're they're all yeah. it's it's like looking at three disasters which one is worse you're like yeah. mm, is it is it the earthquake or is it the tsunami which yeah, one's exactly. worse i don't know they're exactly. both really awful yeah they're they're <laughs> terrible <laughs> terrible yeah seriously our newcomers do you guys agree or disagree yes that they're bad people especially collect collect you haven't really said much yeah come on feel open up yeah collect if you had to choose if you had to leave liam with with uh um, frank Monica or Bob? Who would you, who would you <laughs> leave yeah, him with? You know, oh my with? goodness. Well, I'd leave him with Frank because that would mean he'd still be with Fiona at the house. Good choice. Uh, Fiona is like the rock of all of this. And I think it's good that she went to the house and just separated herself mm-hmm. from the whole situation and was able to just, you know, still keep an eye on them. I mean, it's a good thing that Steve bought that house right about this time because... You know, it played a really crucial role in this episode to have really a haven that they could all meet at and go to. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Fiona is just my favorite character yeah. in the show. She is but so strong and just holds it all together. But she the- does, and this and and by her moving in with Steve, this takes the relationship to a whole new level. 
It really does. Yeah. I mean, that's a, you know, even if it's temporary, that's a still a big step. Yeah. I, I love how Frank described it as a love nest. <laughs> 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 He's like, you've been hanging out in this love nest. And we're or, like, oh. really? Or, or is it just a, a tenement building in the projects? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I loved one Frank called Bob a lady man. <laughs> Lady man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I would leave Liam with, I mean, if I had to choose between all mm-hmm. three, the lady man would teach the kid how to survive in the world. Yeah, okay. Well, so you would leave That's with fair. The, But I wouldn't, ri- like, if it was a real kid, like, oh. I wouldn't. But, <laughs> she, but she wanted to send him to school with uh, Pop-Tarts and oatmeal. Exactly. Yeah, Did you so, catch that? Like, yeah, yeah, she was. She was bad. She yeah, was bad. Lazy. She I, was I, bad I agree bad. with Colette. I, I would leave him with Frank simply because. Yeah. Um, Liam be in the hands of Fiona because you know Frank is not going to raise no. Liam he's going to toss him to Fiona I, I, I think what it definitely touches upon is the greater issue which is everybody loves babies but nobody wants to adopt big that's kids true. that's true which well, is like and foster care and, and, no, nobody wants but, yeah nobody but, wants a, a, a child five or older like yeah. five to eighteen yeah. everybody's in foster homes yeah. they're in group homes and yeah. But everybody wants a baby. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy mm-hmm. because they did find out that Ian is not um, um, Frank's not child. But no, but the whole no. big thing was the that issue was insane. if Liam wasn't Frank's, then they were going to have the right to take um, uh, Liam with them. Mm-hmm. Um, that was their big thing. And then they found out that um, Ian wasn't Frank's. But it was Monica's, but Monica didn't think twice about yeah. taking Ian. Yeah. So that, you know, it goes, you yeah. know, to say That's exactly true. what you're saying, Bethany. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, no one, everyone wants the child, the little kid, but they don't really want the the already already made child, I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, nobody yeah. wants a seven-year-old yeah, no or a nine-year-old or a 12-year-old. They they want the cute little baby. They're much. Yeah. Well, by the way, baby older kids are much. What's that? I said cute little baby that they can mold into yeah. their own. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's a shame. That's a shame, actually. Yeah. That is sad. I think it's like that with all things. Children. I don't. God, I, I was about to compare Puppies. children to animals, and then I just stopped myself. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to say, I'm going to give a little. I stopped myself. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to give a little plug. Thank you for stopping yourself. <laughs> yeah. Let's not go there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got to say, Buzz, our mascot, on the older side, but fantastic. I mean, honest to God, uh, when we re- Buzz is a rescue dog, and uh, we found him roaming the streets, and had we taken him to a shelter, that would have been it for him. Mm-hmm. Um, instead, we've taken him in, and uh, he's doing wonderful. He's great. Um, it's like the best yeah. dog. And yeah. by the way, uh, yeah, I, I can... The pe- the behavior of of ta- raising kids is not unlike what I see with uh, people in California raising dogs, where they're like, "Oh, that's kind of cool. Let me do that." Oh, all of a sudden, I don't have responsibility. Yeah, whatever. Why? Why? Man, why are you telling me to get a leash, man? He just wants to chill, relax. <laughs> Stop putting pressure on me. And then yeah, the dog runs away, and all that. Well, let's not say California. It's me. It, I've. I, I say California because I haven't really seen it on the East Coast. It does happen, but not as frequently right. as in especially Los Angeles. Well, mm-hmm. I'm from Pasadena, and I've never seen that happen. But maybe every day, every day. Uh, from the dog hood. That's where it goes down. It the is. The dog hood. Yeah, you're so right. <laughs> I've never been to the dog hood. Yeah, it's the dog I mean, hood. don't get me started on the subject, but the last thing I will say is that, uh, you know, Kevin and I are driving, and. Uh, Jesse can attest to one point where we just see like dogs just roaming around without collars and then like are you serious like, come well, on man they die yeah. in the winter in our east coast yeah but the owners are my, whatever oh, um, totally. don't get me started I mean, okay uh, they speaking <laughs> of back to my roommate her family does find stray dogs and keep t- take them in and they just found a golden lab and he needs a home Aww. so because they already have six dogs at the house well how do we how do they contact um well, I guess they just contact send an us. email yeah send yeah, an email yeah. to who Buzz. To buzz, and then we'll buzz, and then get in and touch with we'll me, and I'll get, get in, in touch, touch with her. All right, so so <laughs> if you want a dog, um, and you're from the air, what, what area? Um, just city. Los Angeles. Studio City. Yeah, Studios. Okay, so Los Angeles area. Um, email info at afterbuzztv.com, mm-hmm. and um, give the dog a give, home. Give Perfect. the dog a home. Yeah. Well, speaking of plugs, let me just say one last thing before we so we've gotten way off straight but yeah, we um, for no for our, uh, video shows um, they're now on Ustream um, not all of them uh, not all of our shows are t- uh, videotaped but the ones that are you can go to www.ustream.tv slash afterbuzztv much easier than it was before before uh, people were having f- trouble getting to the page so now it's a lot easier 
Say it again. www.u, as in the letter U, stream.tv slash afterbuzztv. Thank you. Where's my jingle, Jess? No jingle for me? Where's the jingle? (laughs) Resident DJ. (laughs) No jingle. Um, Afterbuzz TV. Thank you. There we go. There we go. (laughs) Now we're stepping up. I like that. I like that. I do. Well, um, just to wrap up, Steve, um, we kind of we kind of get a hint. Um, what? Well, when uh, Tony, the cop, pulls over Steve, I thought he he was going to be more aggressive than he was now. Um, but he just kind of said, like, you know, be careful. It's a rough neighborhood, and like, basically, was uh, for all intents and purposes sizing him up. Would you guys agree? Well, it was. It was <clears throat> I think out of all the things that were that was weak, um, there's there's a lot of strong points. In the show, but th- I think that was weak. That was a, you know, I, I think how I, so? Well, because here's the thing: I, I thought he was gonna when he pulled him over, he was gonna like pretty much rough him up. Like, can I get your, you know, driver's license and stuff like? Because, come on, man, he he knows that that car had to be stolen. Yeah, but like, this guy, this guy is such a. I mean, he he's in Fiona's hands. He lost his virginity. Um, and I know I'm gonna go to you in a moment because you look very, uh, you look like you're ready to jump on this. But, um, <laughs> the the fact that he's He's not very outspoken. He's very shy, and he does not know how to be authoritative, despite his um, position as a cop. Yeah, because I, I, I mean, it was reason why it seemed kind of weak. Because, like I said, it, I, I thought when he was going to pull him over that there was going to be a more of an exchange. And when he pulled him over, he was just like, you know, you're in a rough neighborhood, and it's, feel free to oh, okay, jump in. No, it's interesting. Like it, it's. It, I, I mean, I don't necessarily know the writing formula, but it's, it felt like, yeah, it's they're like they have the A and B storylines, and then they just kind of leak a little bit of information to set up for the next one. And I felt like it was like a little leak, was it, or is it? It's just trying to sustain that that tension. Are they? I guess that's it. They're just trying to su- sustain the tension between um, Kevin and I can't remember his, why am I bl- blanking on his name right Tom? now? Kevin and Tom. Tom. And yeah. they're, just, they're like, okay, we're just going to remind you that there's some tension between these two. But it was. It was like weak tension. Yeah, it was weak tension. Yeah. <laughs> Especially considering, considering that um, you know, there there's going to be you know, some heavier tension yeah. you know, um, between up. them Coming two. Up. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I I I I I long for it. I, I mean, I really do. I love I love the love triangles. Yeah. I love, you know, two young handsome men fighting over a woman. It thrills me. So, if they if they want to bring that back a little bit more, I'm I'm ready for it. Fiona's worth it. She's Everybody hear that? She's ready for it. <laughs> yeah, no, he's ready. Yeah, Fiona, Fiona, Everyone's she's ready a, for it. She's definitely worth what? it. I mean, yeah. it's just it's kind of funny that. <laughs> This guy, he, he's holding on to this love affair since kindergarten. Like, I really. know. Or was it was yeah. a preschool? Was it kindergarten or preschool? What, what was it called? You girls know. Oh, what it beard, was. a beard. Oh no, no, no. You're head, start. Head, head start. Head start. Yeah, yeah, head start. yeah it's yeah. preschool. I like he. To, I, God, I used to. Te- I used to be like a music consultant for Head Start. I, I used did to work stuff there. for Head Start too. And it's crazy that they actually, like, he's holding oh, on to <laughs> this this love affair since since Head Start, and it's kind of. Cute, I guess. Um, But at the same time, it's kind of like, get over it, guy. Like, really? I know. It was a long time ago. Like, relax. She's moving on. He's putting her on a pedestal, you know? Yeah, but he should move on. It's really tough. We've we've discussed this before because uh, Tom. uh, Tony. Tony. Sorry, I don't. I just want to call him Tom. Tony. doesn't see Fiona for who she really is. Mm-hmm. He like doesn't actually see her. But he is totally authentic in who he is. Whereas um Steve Steve sees her for exactly who she is, but is not authentic with who he is. Yeah, it's kind of by weird. any means and yeah. completely hides that. So there's this like weird Why do you t- why do you talk ill of Jimmy? Jimmy? Jimmy, that's his nickname. Jimmy oh. slash his real name. Oh, oh, okay. Because uh, because he's not he's not honest, and, and that, I'm just messing and that's with you, like, by the way. I'm like ah, it's so confusing. All these names, um, but he's not honest, and that's the one thing that she said. She's the other night. Uh, it was like two episodes ago. She's like, I don't care for fucking somebody else, but just let me know. But just just be honest with yeah. me. That's all I care about, and yeah. he's not. He's yeah. we really don't know much about him. But as a woman, as a woman, where does it it border? Like, do you if you're like 
a guy that you don't you're not interested in because Fiona's not interested in in Tony. Mm-hmm. Um, where does it draw the line for you as far as stalking opposed to oh he loves me and it's so cute like because I think he's crossed the line of he's I, butting I, in I, like I agree. So do as a woman would you want a guy that's like holding on something Makes hold on to so a love affair since they start? No, no. I mean, I, isn't that what's wrong with love songs? Today, like we listen to love songs, it's like I'm thinking about you all the time. You won't answer the phone, but I'm still trying. And I'm like, that's a stalker. Yeah, that's stalker. That's a stalker. Hello. So He's that's that, yeah. and everybody's like, isn't that so romantic? I'm like, like not, not really. Yeah, yeah exactly. I definitely <laughs> had that situation happen, and uh, basically the lines cross when you get that really creepy feeling inside, and you're yeah. like, I need to get away from this person because yeah. something's telling me that something's not right. I trust your instinct. At the same time, though, with him, he's like he's like helped their family out so much. They know each other. So then they feel indebted. Yeah. No. I mean, it is probably really uncomfortable for her, but she can just yeah. But Steve's help. So you you come home, you come home, and and there's a guy mowing your lawn. Uh, I I mean, okay, he's mowing your lawn. He's mowing your lawn, and he's like. You know, I think you're hot. By the way, that more, is, no, are you taking that at face value? Cause me personally, I wouldn't want <laughs> this yeah. guy here. This guy here. He's using symbolism. Did you hear what he said? No, symbolism. Face value? No, mowing the lawn. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. So shameless. Oh, God. Oh, God. I know. He's so shameless. Okay. <laughs> I know I can't say cutting trees or. <laughs> okay, if, if, if you. I've ruined that for exactly. everyone. Now you have to say. Now you just can't say anything. Changing your oil. Like, oh, you can't say anything no, now. No, uh, washing, <laughs> washing your window. Just washing the car. Yeah, washing the windows, washing. If there's so, a guy that's doing some, uh, some, uh, yeah, exactly. If if he's, uh, <laughs> I can't say. There's nothing to say. What manicuring? Well, <laughs> I think this all stems back to. Yeah, the, the point is. Ball. Yeah, the point is. The point is. Um, would you? <laughs> would you find that that guy is creepy? You know, because he's doing all those things, or or would you be like, oh, you know. And this guy's, you know, he's great. You know, he's doing all these chores around my no, house. I would not want. No, I would. So there's want a there's that. a borderline yeah, between definitely because most definitely people see, have like a radar that you know you pick up you pick up on whether yeah, or not like intuition. someone's interested. Yeah. Like you know you know like oh he's really interested. And she's clearly not interested. So like he should pick that up. Pick up on exactly. That. That's what I'm saying. He's more of a a stalker. Like he's a stalker type. Yeah. It's about dude. Him. It's kind of creepy. It's, not about her. it's kind of creepy. And I, my my yeah. take is this. This is my take. I don't think any line is a bad line. It's the person that's actually delivering the line. If if you and I'll give you an example. If a guy, a real hot guy, and you're attracted to him, and he goes up and he says this bad joke, oh, he's such a terrible joke. You think it's cute. You laugh at that thing. But then this creepy guy comes and he says that same joke. You're like weirded Not out. Like anymore. that's the worst joke I ever heard. And get away from me. you. Creep me out. So, so there's there is no such a boundary. Yeah, there's no such thing as a bad line. It's just who's saying the line. I yeah. agree with that. Mm-hmm. Everyone has okay. different boundaries. There we go. Yeah. So, world, you could, if you say a joke to a woman and she thinks you're creepy, she's not attracted to you. That's the yeah. moral That's the of that bottom story. Line. And then if you yeah. keep saying that same joke, it's not happening. And uh, we've learned that mowing the lawn can mean so, <laughs> so <laughs> many things to a pervert. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Pervy, right uh, I wish that. I'm going to get fired from this show. No, you, you're going to have your pants down in the middle. Wait, yeah, <laughs> I want an alliteration like for something perverted <laughs> and fail. What's that? An alliteration. Blah, blah, blah. An alliteration of what that means? Uh, I can't. No, I, between your name and something perverted. <laughs> <laughs> wow. As he cranks I'll up the lawnmower. I have faith. You'll get it by the end yeah. of this. We'll, we'll, well for me, the end result is that... Uh, Tony is overstepping his boundary. He, um, Fiona clearly doesn't like you, dude. She missed out on your dinner with your mom. Get over it. Really? Can Can we just talk about real quick the stakeout in the Mercedes? Yeah, no. <laughs> yes. Let's yeah, what was that about? That. <laughs> that was so funny. I couldn't. I, they were having like this very serious conversation, and, and, an and with like juxtap. <laughs> Uh, posed with them being in that it was it was it an Ashton? Is it, no, S five hundred. Oh, or a a Mercedes. Yeah. I was like, huh? And and they're in this beautiful car in this yeah. crappy neighborhood, just sitting there. 
being SL, yeah, SL incognito. I love that you and, know and, what and it of is. Course. Cause I'm like, it's just a fancy car. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it was an SL, SL 500 <laughs> or 550. And of course you're speaking of Lip and Ian. Yeah. Yeah, Lip and Ian. Yeah, and they were just, you know. Giving a real, chatting. a real like, no, it was a serious chat. He, he basically gave him the rundown of what, what had been going on with Ian. Gave um, uh, Lip. Lip the rundown. Thank you, Phil. Lip the rundown. Of what he had, he's been doing for these last episodes or whatever, you know, with Cash and um, and, and Mickey, Mickey. Mickey. By the way, that, great writing because um, a for people like Melissa who haven't seen the show, I just turned to her and I was like, "Pay attention, there you go," because you'll be caught up. And b it it um, it's dramatic because on another level, he's ta- telling. Wait, wait, wait a minute, Melissa. Who's Melissa? That's her yeah, twin sister, <laughs> Melissa. I was confused as well. Yeah, I was thinking I was like, like, who's Melissa? Jimmy, Melissa joined. Wait, you guys, I thought Jimmy. of a name. Perfect timing. Okay, Felatio Phil. Yeah, yeah, Felatio. <laughs> I can't do it. I or can't facetious. Do it. <laughs> I can't. What does facetious mean? Um, I think yeah, 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 yeah. I am, I am You're fired welcome. from this show after tonight. <laughs> he's, Calling people he's the wrong really names. There's got to be full moon somewhere because you really like on one. You knew my buttons. Uh oh. Wow. Or Frank Moon with the car, the the guy who's following him. So enough of my f ups, yeah. and <laughs> let's let's praise the show because um, you know it does add, dr- it does change the dynamic and. Uh, yeah. Dramatizes it, you know what I mean, and where it's not just exposition. For the it, I mean, it is. I mean, that in the car, it was a little bit of exposition, mm-hmm. but, but they did dramatized. a great job of. Yeah, yeah. they dramatized. They, yeah. they 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 did a great job of catching us all up. Yep, they if did. We'd missed I like a couple that. Of episodes, and that's that's um, sometimes the problem with some of these serial shows. Yeah. Is that the right word, serial? Or yes. maybe I'm no serial versus procedural. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. Um, is that like you just you don't know where you are? Like with I love Lost, but mm-hmm. like God, I have no idea where lost. I am. No <laughs> where that and polar bear like, come from? Like if I miss like three episodes, I'm just I'm yeah. done. And so you really have to catch each individual episode but yeah. with this show you can kind of just jump on yep. um when ready and so that's that's uh, without it being a procedural so that's what we do love about it yeah, and it, it was yeah. pretty crazy that um you know after him having that conversation Ian having the con- conversation with lip and then he goes and visits mickey at the uh at the, at the <laughs> I, then, yeah. ring. And he's like don't touch don't touch the glass i know I thought that was hilarious that's so great i miss you <laughs> I don't miss say you. that don't say that <laughs> don't you say, say that, that again i'm gonna break here <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. And also when uh, Frank put uh, that kid on a bike and yeah, in that's front pretty of the car. messed up. That's my favorite. What Carl, Carl is my favorite guy because he has a lot of heart. Tell us more. But, well, he has a lot of heart. I like I like people that have a lot of heart and they're willing to do um, whatever it takes to um, to experience life. And um, when he got on the bike and he mm. set that little thing up, I thought that was it was perfect because I was like, "That's my favorite guy," and he gets on this thing, and I'm like, you know, that's how you know you got to attack life. You you can't be afraid to to um, do something that you've never done before, and that essentially probably brought all of because like I'm not from LA, um, and I, I think most of us are not from LA except Michelle. She says she's from Pasadena. Shout out. <laughs> um, but we all came out here. With that same type of what well, the same type of type of motivation that Carl had, um, where we got on something and we say, you know what, I believe and I want to I want to learn and I want to do some things and I'm going to you know get on that proverbial bike and I'm going to go whether you know I fall or or or, or, or land on my mm-hmm. feet at least try at least try and yeah. what tripped out part is because as an actor. Um, you know, they say break a leg, you know, and it's kind of funny. He broke his arm, you know, and it was kind (laughs) of crazy. (laughs) I I was just thinking about all those kind of things and it was kind of funny to me. And then, um, you know, Frank was kind of crazy because (laughs) he's always thinking about money. He's always thinking about money and collecting more money that he's willing to put his kid's neck on the line to, to, to obtain it. Um, and that was more symbolism that Phil, you know, um, pointed out. This is, this is you pointing that out. This is kudos to you for oh, well, reading into it. I try. <laughs> I try. Mm-hmm. I like that. I believe. I yeah, believe I, what I happened like that there. He does that with his children, but what's I, that? I said I don't like that he does that. No, with I don't his like children, he does that I with like his children. That, that yeah. You see that. But that was. Yeah. I mean, uh, that was the most shameless. Uh, <laughs> yeah, act that was my of this, favorite moment. of the show. It was crazy. Yeah. And he just smiles. So he does this uh, as he's being uh, followed. He see. He he knows uh, that that Carl took this hit for him. 
and he just smiles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's yes. crazy. And goes back to the bar. Perfect opportunity. Yeah, he's an opportunist for exactly. certain. For certain. He got the guy off his back, Definitely. but at the expense of uh, Carl, is, you know, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. And Carl did it. I mean, Carl, Carl really loves his father to the point where he's like, I need you to say a little bit, you know, scream a little bit louder. And he screams you know, a little bit more. <laughs> you know, it's kind of <laughs> classic. I'm thinking like, really? Really, Carl? But it was, I know. It was hilarious. He went for it. He definitely he did. Yeah, he uh, definitely don't. <laughs> Bethany, you cracked me up. Well, I just I get I get cranky with Frank because he could channel all of this this energy and intelligence. In, in, yeah, energy, intelligence, spunk into something really magical, and he just keeps <laughs> channeling it into crap. Yeah, his and addiction like, is just like yeah. Control. If he put like just some of his energy into something worthwhile. Um, they well, it's like the kid yeah. in high school who spends more time uh, figuring out how to get get out of doing homework than actually just doing the homework, which is probably quicker. That was yep. probably not me. like me. Yeah. Yeah. Not like that. Yeah, it's certainly me. Seriously, That's I used funny. to park in front of the school door in high school. Like, like there's the back, the parking lot in mm-hmm. high school. But like, if you leave the back way, they're gonna catch you leaving. So I just used to park right in the front door. And le- exit out the front door because nobody's ever gonna. Th- nobody yeah. thinks that you're gonna yeah. just leave out the front. And Wait, you're a bad girl. Um, I, I, she's Fiona. I'm telling you, sexy. I, I, Do you like I, that, Phil? I, Fiona all day long. <laughs> hey, no, <laughs> Bethany. No, my view of Bethany. No, <laughs> tell me more. He, he thinks tell me more. My view of Bethany. Yes, very <laughs> organized. I mean, this is Bethany who spends her time at home writing holiday cards all year so that she can bring the joy. I love holiday cards. See? This is my view of Bethany, not Bethany skipping school. She's secretly caring. (laughs) How do you feel about that, Phil? How do you feel about that? that? You're the one who loves Fiona. I know, but she's kind of, Fiona's kind of. You know, she's an not, adult. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, how's it, how's it feel? Karen, Karen's like, you know, I'm a whore, and this like, one is. And you're like, yeah. uh huh. Now you're adverting so you're the question. What, what? What are you I asking? Think you're adverting the know. question. What are you asking me? I don't know. See, <laughs> you can't function right Glad now. Glad that got out there. But anyway, one of Bethany your heads are working. And I don't think it's the one on your neck. Yeah, I, but I was also very lucky. I think my principals liked me, and they they knew that like I wasn't gonna like really like hurt anybody or like they're like what's the worst thing that can happen she's leaving school big deal yeah and so i just yeah i just used to park in the front it was a lot so easier. you weren't going to smoke crack you were getting a donut at the donut I was shop like, you know what? i think i was like driving to the beach and like writing poetry <laughs> and like <laughs> walking like on the beach in the winter time and like i don't know yeah. being idealistic and ridiculous all at the same time mm. i was i was probably not doing a whole heck of a lot i mean i think we had one stoplight in my town there wasn't too much trouble what? to get into yeah that just turned phil off <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> well, speaking of other shameless acts, um, at the at the table, it's found when we do find out that uh, Ian is not the son of Frank. Um, Frank's more upset about the PCP versus the. F- you got. Yeah. Why is this drawing a blank for all of you? No, no, no. Oh, we're we're oh, waiting for you to finish. Waiting for you to finish. PCP. Oh, he's like, you did it without. You me. did it without me. Yeah. I, me personally, I was confused. This this is what I was confused about. How in the how in the hell is Frank Liam's father and Monica's Liam's father and he's black? What? 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 No, Monica, Monica isn't Liam's father, right? No, no, no. They, Monica, Monica, because she said, and you're the mother. That's what the Bob, Roberta, said, and you're the mother. She said that to Monica. No, I, I thought that was a metaphorical of like, no, you're the mother, as in you got to take N- charge. No, it didn't. It didn't. They didn't come out saying that um, she wasn't Liam's father at all. I mean, mother at all. Um, Frank turned out to be Liam's father, but also Monica supposedly was um, Liam's mother, and that was kind of weird to me. Yeah, I'm really confused by that. Because the only thing, the only indication that gave anything different is when she said, "Well, I thought, you know, I thought I slept with somebody that day." Now I was like, "Okay, maybe she's not, you know, Liam's mother." But then Bob was like, "Well, you're the mother." But so the metaphorical, it, as in, no, you got to take ownership. Like, we're getting Liam no matter what. That's but, what I took it but as. But they had no grounds. At that point, they had no grounds. If which, the is why was, they, which is why they wanted Frank to sign off custody. Right? That was the whole, that was the goal. 
It, yeah, but they wanted no, but they wanted Frank to sign off custody before they um, confirmed. Before exactly before they confirmed it, and then once they even confirmed it, they were like, "Oh, well, great, Frank is the father, and you're the mother." So, and then then Bob was like, "Well, you still have the right to well, take." Yeah, because he wanted to. Because they were still going to have him sign off again. Yeah, because you still yeah. had her, but she she didn't have any grounds at that point because she wasn't there in the in the child's life. She left. Um, it wasn't her child, supposedly, if, if according to you, it wasn't her child. There's no grounds for her to take the child away, yeah. other than the fact that they were saying that she was Liam's mother and Frank turned out to be Liam's father, which was weird to me because they're both white and Liam. Is that black. weird? Yeah, it was really weird. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that might be a story. Yeah, how is it possible? Unless somebody down the down the lines in one of their families, yeah, were African American because that does happen. It does happen where yeah, um, you yeah. could like like Bethany, you could a couple of generations ago, y- your whole family could have been African American, and it's you know, possible. and then well, my dad is from India. My dad's Indian. Yeah, see, so I'm half Indian. Nobody knows that. Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. Well, see, and then what happens is though. what happens is that you, you, it skips generations. Like there's there's people there's people that actually they look like they're Caucasian, and then um, they'll get married um, and with with another mm-hmm. white person. And then all of a sudden the baby comes out black, and they're like, "What the heck just happened?" But <laughs> but generations, no generations. What happens is yeah. is mm-hmm. during the slavery times, yeah. um, people used to um, that look like they're white would integrate themselves back into. Mm-hmm. white society so they can escape slavery mm. and then generations later it skips uh, well then then, then the the um the bloodlines come pushing out and you're like oh, you know what happened here yeah. so that's the only thing that i can gather from that I, particular I, I hope that happens with me because between me and yannick we're gonna have like little vampire babies <laughs> <laughs> like, yannick's like what are you talking about is he a vampire no he's he's english and polish so he has white white skin and mm. black black hair mm. and for some reason, I, I'm Lebanese pale. and Italian, but I have white, white skin yeah, and black, black hair. I mean, it's brown right now, but I it's mean, really you're black. not a vampire. But but we're I mean, we're gonna have gonna vampire like really children. White. I hope that this happens. I hope something skips a generation because yeah. if not, it's gonna <laughs> be really white babies. A lot some luck. <laughs> yeah, really I mean, you're Lebanese, so <laughs> you know. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. some melanin yeah. is somewhere in somewhere her, in there in somewhere. DNA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, but they will be sleeping in coffins, right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> creepy little coffins. <laughs> well, um, oh, anyway. Little like <laughs> <laughs> beds. It's okay. Beds. He's like, That'll how do okay. I come from that? Feels like, how do I transition that? Well, I'm going like to transition this way. I'm going to transition this way. The fact that, okay, so we're on the subject of Liam and um, the Monica, the mother, finally at the end chooses to do the right act um, where Fiona proposes to her, if you love us, leave but leave without Liam. And yeah. that is exactly what she does. And booyah, that's my transition. I haven't heard booyah in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he likes little girls and he uses ancient I, slang. Yeah. I was really curious who they were going to choose to have as Frank's wife. And I, I really loved their casting selection because I was like, oh, I could see you putting up with him for 18 years. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like you're you're kind of equals on yeah. some level. Like, yeah, she was crazy. I, just, I didn't think crazy. I didn't think that was possible. It's but so insecure and like so easily controlled. She really was Bob, very easily. They, Bob really was speaking frazzled. for her. They were both yeah. speaking for her. Yep. Like she just she had no totally, voice at all. Yeah, no mm-hmm. voice. Yeah, you're you're you were terrible when you know when you were um, when I first met you and you were this and you were that and she bought into it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Bob, well, any last there. thoughts before we go to our commercial break and our special segment nah. about the episode? Mm-hmm. Well, I was just uh, real quick. I was thinking about Lip and when she, uh, Monica, when Monica mm-hmm. um, and Lip had that that confrontation, oh. he was like, oh. he was oh. tremendously like he was affected. Like, yeah, you can see. Yeah. I I really can tell how deeply rooted his pain was when they had that conversation because I actually thought she was getting through to him and then all of a sudden he's like you know basically get out of my life you know and I was like wow well that goes I mean remember so when Frank was trying to get the $6,000 for sobriety um, it was Lip who was sort of he was pretty much affected in that manner too you Mm -hmm. know 
and the, the metaphor they used then was uh, kill the turtle. And so, so e, uh, Lip really wanted to kill the turtle. Yeah, he wasn't going back on that. Yeah, and he's his pain is really deep because he had no. I mean, he had no love for her, and he has no love for Frank. So, I'm like, who does he really love? He loves his family. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. And with that, let's go to our commercial break. Want to find out what the after buzz is about? Janice is a drama queen. This yeah. is the divide that is going to carry the series. Give us a call at 347-855-8269. This television, and they want it to be as dramatic as possible. You'll meet it's Shakespearean. Like you never know what goes on behind closed doors. Get in on the after buzz. 347-855-8269. Now, in the eyes of Jimmy... Nucky is a villain. Listen on iTunes. I mean, who would you guys rather hear that from? Find us on Facebook. Your husband or your best friend? Follow us on Twitter. And then she's trying to kill him, so it justifies it. I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. And visit us at AfterBuzzTV.com. <laughs> the wig! The wig! Oh, come off that wig! Come off, baby! Oh, what? Boardwalk Empire. Desperate Housewives. Glee. Gossip Girl. Breaking Bad. Mad Men. True Blood. The Walking Dead. Big Love. Jersey Shore. The Oscars. Celebrity Rehab. The Emmys. If it's hot, you can bet we'll be buzzing about it. Oh, I don't get cool music like all the other shows after our commercial break. <laughs> Lame. After Thank you, Jesse. Well, um... And spe- thanks to Jesse, we have our special segment this week. Um, he handed me an article um, from... It's from AfterElton.com. AfterElton.com. And what it is is um, it's pretty much an uh, interview slash... Not an interview, but uh, it's in talking with Paul Abbott, who is the creator of the original Shameless, the UK version, and who is the executive producer on this show. And um, basically it... it talks about the whole inception of the series and in many ways the life of the Gallaghers is the life of Paul Abbott. Um, really? Yes. And where he could have been, he could have gone down that road and continued you know, that sort of lifestyle. He chose to uh, write. And the reason why he chose to write was um, in, that, in the household they were always told by the parents, shut up, shut up, shut up. So in order to find his voice and say um, his thoughts, he would have to write them down, which is what he did. Um, and then it doesn't go into detail how he he started, um, per se, with the UK series, but that is how he got started in writing. Um, and then he it, it talks about his play, or sort of the inception of Ian, the character. Um, Ian was never in his life. However, um, he came up with him because he actually had a nephew who um, who was gay and went, went and confronted him. Now, obviously, um, as you can imagine, Paul Abbott's family would highly disprove if, um, if they knew that someone in their family was gay. The reason why the nephew went up to um, Paul Abbott in the first place was because he felt um, Paul would understand because... At that, by that point, Paul had already done uh, two radio plays with um, gay characters, and uh, what I will say um, is that I like his portrayal of gay people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I hate what Glee does with um, their character Kurt Hummel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very stipi- stereotypical of like, "Hello, how are you?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just yeah. I don't think you know. Come That's on. That's a good gay impression. So. Yeah, the total. Michelle's going in. What's that? It doesn't bother me what Glee does. I because feel, I feel like they're just. I mean, there's like just so many different types of people. Absolutely. That's just yeah. like Absolutely. One more. But I want to see the gay girl on Glee. You there's, know, that would be nice. Well, I, I get you, yeah. Bethany, because like, there's so many. It's just like um, any type of human being. There's so many different faucets. Faucet, you know. Um, uh, you know, there's so many different. Fast, types of facets. yeah, facets. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, so many different types of, of human beings, just like there's so mm-hmm. many different types of gays. And Glee is basically betraying 
you know, the, theater. Yeah, the, the, you know, the, what we would call flamers, you know, hey, you know, hello, you know, it's like super, super, yeah, yeah super, again, super, super, impressions. Yeah. super, super gay. And, and then, um, Shameless has the, like, the normal, where it seems normal, like, um, like everyday human beings yeah, just so happen you know, to like it's the, it's the, the balance of masculine and feminine yeah. some yeah. and and this happens with women too whether they're gay or not i mean i've met some very masculine females yeah. that yeah. i'm just like well, they're like men they're yeah, like men yeah. yeah um and well, well bob today no, <laughs> yeah. bob she doesn't was, like men she was she doesn't like men but she yeah. was she was her masculine very strong really yeah. really strong so i guess it's just a meter i don't know it doesn't yeah. i'm just saying it just doesn't bother me i mean yeah. i, I uh, can you understand know why you know it's weird okay you. so so let me ask you this um what uh the article sort of went off um instead of about the show it went more into the story of ian and what um some of the complaints have been is how do you write a gay uh, character in there who's having underage sex. We talked about that too. We talked and, about that. And what what Paul Abbott's argument is like this kid, he has so many bigger things in his life that he's not even thinking about the underage sex thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what's wrong with writing about underage sex? Well, no, no uh, well, you well, go ahead. Or what's n- no, the problem is, is that it's not so much just underage. You're talking about Ian, right? We're talking about yeah. Ian. We're talking. It's about not Ian. so much. It's not so much about the underage sex. It's more so um, the age difference between yes, the age him difference. And, yeah, he's um, he's under he's underage, but his relationship with Cash being a grown up. I mean, he's like fifteen. Yeah, years he's, yeah, he's a he's a grown man, and then you married have man. yeah, he's a well, he doesn't even have to be married. He's he's over the age of of twenty twenty one, so he's a grown man, and then you have this fifteen year old. It's um, that's you know, especially with the stare. Uh, what do you, what do you what's the word? Um, um, no, not stereotypical. When when a when a man dates a woman that's under statutory rape, statutory rape, yeah, no. statutory rape. Um, the issue and and it's like somehow he actually pulls that thing off on mm-hmm. on Shameless, where you you look at it and you're like, and you see a relationship. Yeah, you see a relationship, and that's because we we addressed that before. I was like, you know, I didn't understand how Ian, being that he's so young, is in this relationship with this man. And why is it it's not an issue? And he kind of brings that home with 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 this. Well, uh, let me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read a quote um, from Paul. It says, "It does take engineering because the way we are shooting it, it's quite delicate when Ian with, between Ian and Cash. I was determined to make it look like a love story, so nobody could make it make it look like somebody effing an underage kid. And the first episode where Lip finds Ian, wh- where Lip finds out Ian." warns him to leave Cash alone, saying, don't you dare, he's done nothing wrong. No, it's a love story, it's reciprocal, and it's taking the edge off the fascist complaint lobby. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so pardon, me for, radar. pardon me for sucking at reading, by the way. No. Um, uh, you're excused. Yeah, I, I did never did good. I symbolism class, I did good. Uh, English class, not so good. Well, that's what makes Shameless so so good, is that it's very well well written, and we're learning that it was actually seriously thought about. Like he really thought about um, the direction that he was going to take when he, when he when he before he even wrote this, he thought about how um, he wanted it to go down. And of course, you know, because you know some shows they just push that stuff out. They you know they throw it out, and you're like. Really? Like, why did why did he say that? Or why 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 are they doing that? That's kinda... like the fact that Dumbledore is gay in Harry Potter. Like, okay, thanks. Like, the, how does that apply to is the he? whole story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? Like, <laughs> like good for <laughs> him. Like, those are, really? Not... Is he? I know. I had a crush on Dumbledore. I've read all those books. Yeah, except yeah. except it doesn't come out in the book because it has nothing to do with the story. Yeah. So, like, okay, yeah. that's wonderful, but so wait, exactly. Wait, wait, if it doesn't come out in the book, where did you find it out? Like Jamie uh, Rowling said it or something. Yeah, she like in an interview, like like. And then everyone like made a big deal because you know. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, so it was irrelevant. Yeah, this is definitely <laughs> relevant to the storyline. Exactly, it's relevant, and he he's actually dealing with things that like like you remember I was talking about the entire. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just cracks me up so much. What that done? It's a way to like way to like incite like madness across the country and FYI yeah, Dumbledore was gay, gay. what are you kidding me no everyone freaked out no I didn't know that that's genius yeah it is genius uh, I wish I could do that 
But yeah, he <laughs> Shameless is 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 full of symbolism. Um, I, like I told you, I like the way they straddle the race card um, without going over mm-hmm. the top. You know, they're mm-hmm. on the fence and they yeah. never go over the top. And then they deal with the um, homosexuality opposed to um, heterosexual. They they do that and they straddle the fence without going over the top. And they teach a lot of stuff in this. And, and you know, the parody, like I told you guys, the yeah. parody as far as um, the Gallagher's story is like an African-American story in the hood, you know, basically. And they're, they're reversing it and putting a white face to it. So you're listening to mm. and you're you're falling in love with these characters. And you're like, wow, you know, I didn't know stuff goes on, but it goes on every day. Mm-hmm. And mm. I like how he's, you know, he's he does these things. Like, it's it's amazing. Shameless is amazing. Yes. Well... Like that a, that like wraps a, up that Colette article. Was like, Colette was like, I didn't even know we, that. We needed that was a story. Episode <laughs> of Shameless with Secret Millionaire. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun. That'd be awesome. They show up. They we're going to pitch it. We're going to give you a million dollars. We're going to give you, I, I, like, I'm sorry. I don't, has anybody caught an episode of that? No, I've no, not no. seen it. No, I've seen it. I've seen it one time. It before. cracks me up. Actually, I don't belong with y'all. I wasn't really volunteering. I actually have I'm my own business, and I'm a millionaire. So uh, <laughs> here's here's twenty grand, and I'm, I'm like, give you money. that's like half of your first class ticket back home. <laughs> exactly, and it never <laughs> See, happens. And everybody's like, oh my god, thank you so much. Yeah, and then now you got these kids that are in inner cities. They're you know they're like waiting for this person to come in their life yeah. and be like, you know what, that's I'm not really your mom. I'm actually a millionaire, and I. I want to give you this money. Oh, I agree it's not gonna happen. I'm still waiting for my parents to tell me that I'm a princess. Exactly. <laughs> it's just <laughs> been hiding. You really don't from belong. You are Macedonia. It's a Macedonia. Hello, baby. It's absolutely true. I went through my parents' closet trying to look for the crown and all this stuff. stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's inside. Here's yeah. my transition. <laughs> Let's find out if that is true in our news and gossip. Okay. Ooh. After Buzz TV news. Joan Cusack hit the red carpet for the world premiere of Walt Disney Pictures' newest film, Mars Needs Moms, held Sunday, March 6th in Hollywood. Cusack stars in the performance capture film as a mom who gets kidnapped by Martians. Seth Green co-stars as her nine-year-old son who winds up having to go on a rescue mission to get his mother back. And of course, learns important life lessons while doing so. At the premiere, Cusack talked about working for the first time on a performance capture film, saying, quote, You know what? There's so many weird things about being an actor. You do so many different things and talk to a piece of tape. That was just like an odd for a second, and they cared so much about where a dot was on your face. Interesting. <laughs> and then I found $5. Anyone have uh, Where a dot was on your face? Yeah, uh, I don't get it, but if I was going to pay that much to act, I don't care. They could tell me anything they want. She's acting like Sheila. That's what... They put the dot on her face to get her facial expressions. Oh, and all that. oh, okay. okay, that makes sense. That, yeah. That's right. with the performance capture film. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. Clearly, we don't do those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. But apparently, Joan Cusack was the only one doing anything this week with Shameless, and that's your AfterBuzz yeah, TV yeah. Shameless <laughs> news and gossip for the week of March thirteenth, two thousand eleven. Well, thank you, Jesse. Um, so let's move right into our. And now, your AfterBuzz TV predictions. Oh, I like that. That was the remix. Um, all right, so let's just go around the room. Um, predictions for next week. <laughs> no? Colette, Colette, <laughs> nothing. Do you have any predictions? Predictions. I wasn't ready for predictions. Let's see. Um. Just anything. What? What's, is it going to go good for the Gallagher's? Bad? Even? Even? What's your gut feeling on anything? Um, I don't know. I think maybe Candace will come back into the picture eventually, and we'll figure out something about her. Well, we know Amy Smart is coming into the last two episodes. Uh huh. Um. Okay. I um. Yeah, you're gonna have to give me a second. To, I don't. I'm not exactly sure. Lane, Bethany. Lane, I want I some know. more love triangle. I want. I. I mean. I, well, I, we're I gonna just, get a, maybe a four triangle with uh, Amy Smart in the picture. Amy right? Smart. Oh, she's she could be dangerous. I'm ready for it. I'm ready. She could be. So yeah, more love, more love triangle, and I I'd like to see some. 
I, I, I like sober Frank. I'd like to see another episode where he's a little more. Frank's not yeah. going sober, honey. I'm just hey, yeah, I can't hey. See that. Let it go. These, Let it go. These are my predictions, and I'm Let allowed to. Let it go. Have, Let I'm the good times roll. I know. <laughs> I'm entitled to them. All right, Michelle. Boom. Uh-huh. What do you got? Um, I think that they have way more. What is it? Like peace of mind that Monica left, and that. Uh, oh, and I think that Emmy Rossum. Amy, yes. Oh, Fiona, Amy, Fiona is totally going to have an affair with that police dude. Really? Yeah. Well, for me, I mean, now now that we've solved sort of these external problems, we're back to the family dynamic, and we're going to go through those problems. Uh, Curtis, any last thoughts? Well, um, considering that I did watch the uh, the uh, predictions that were already on TV, I know that there's <laughs> going to be um, um, Tony, 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 and um, Steve. Steve are going to have. They're going to. They're going to. That little problem is going to escalate. Um, it's going to be a little bit more drama. Um, and um, I believe, like you said, now that they you know, got the family back, um, you know, they're going to tackle something different. Well, 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 we do, you know, you got to deal with the um, um, Karen and her father because he just, you know, yeah. kicked them out. And now uh, Sheila's out. She's out of the house. So is she going to stay out of the house or is she going to go back into the house and get scared again. I think I think slowly but surely she'll continue to um to continue on. Mm-hmm. G- you know, a little bit further each week. Sheila for mayor. Yeah. Sheila for mayor. <laughs> uh, well, uh, keep keep listening to us. Keep tuning in and uh, thank you for joining us this week. For producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions, comments, or would like to host an AfterBuzz show of your own, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.